0: Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. Well, this morning I want to speak. I'm a bit surprised to find myself here for a second week in a row, but uh, here we are. And... uh, I just want to say that I'm going to be doing part two on boundaries this morning. Um, And this is really not intended to be a self-help thing. But it is. Because the thing is, when we have right believing, then we have right living. And the intention of God with boundaries is that we live a life of freedom. He's called us to a life of freedom. And as I've prepared, the more I've prepared, the more I've seen that as He puts His boundaries in place in our lives, that it creates a lot of freedom for us. You know, our boundaries are not for restriction, they're to bring freedom. And this morning, God is wanting to bring freedom. He's wanting to set us free increasingly. He's wanting to bring into our lives the things that are going to empower us the revelation to walk the kind of life that He has destined and purposed each one of us for. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to start with the first boundary. Take out your phones. And I'd like to see them. Awesome. Now we're turning them off, right? Nice. Uh, The second boundary I want to highlight is, um, can I just have you guys call out, uh, we've got a number of people from different countries here. And I'd just love to know what countries we've got represented here this morning. South Africa. Africa. Sweden. Sweden. Holland. Australia. America. 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 Brazil. Philippines. Philippines. Switzerland, New Zealand, Zealand. Ireland, Ireland. China, Thailand, Malaysia, Malaysia. Malaysia. awesome, that's just some of the, I'm I'm sure we've missed a whole bunch because I reckon there's probably about 20 different ones in in the room. But as we look at those borders, you know, those geographical borders, what I was talking about last week, we also look at uh, how the geographical borders define us. See, we, we get to a rugby match and it's like, yeah, that geographical border defines us because we wear green and yellow or blue and white or red and white or black, depending on those boundaries, right? And so the boundaries that define us determine our behaviour as well and our loyalties. And so I just want to do a quick recap on what I, what I talked about last week and some other takeaways from last week. And thanks, guys, for the really positive feedback because I think that some of these topics uh, really need to be talked about in churches by pastors because these are some actually the topics that really trip us up. And we don't always know how to... F- figure out life, how to do life. Uh, we, 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 uh, uh, we have great theological teaching, but then how does that apply into our daily lives? What does that actually look like? So talking about uh, last week, we looked at things like uh, we, are, uh, we are accountable to others, but not responsible for others. when we need to protect our hearts and the things that take our attention. And this is the verse, the key verse that I use, Proverbs 4.23. So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. And then Galatians 6.5, every believer is responsible for his own or her own conscience. You know, there's a lot of what I call, or what, what psychology calls, learned helplessness, particularly in the church. We, we, we learn this, uh, we defer to others, we defer to God, we defer all of our responsibility around decision making to anybody and everybody else. And yet God says that we are responsible. We're the ones who make the decisions. We establish that boundaries are God's ideas. And in relationships, we are. Separate, but together, as the Trinity, is three in one. Boundaries are designed to protect and honour the important parts of our lives. It's not mean, selfish, or unbiblical to have good, healthy boundaries in our lives. See, I, I mean, I think I said this last week, we grew up in a generation where, you know, it's like, oh, but you've got to serve, yourself, you serve others before self. But what happens often with carers is that they're serving other people so much that they have no boundaries and they end up burnt out and they've got nothing left to give. So we need to have healthy boundaries. Feelings are not Unimportant or carnal, they should neither be ignored or placed in charge, because our feelings lie to us. Did you know that? Key areas to protect using boundaries, and this is just still going over last week's, so our time, our emotions, our energy, our personal values, or other areas of importance. And then Proverbs 25, it says, if you live without restraint and are unable to control, in this instance, your temper, you're as helpless as a city with broken down defences open to attack. So if there's areas in our life that we're unable to control, we're defenceless. On your best day, the best thing you can do is control yourself. Boundary issues are responsibility issues. We don't always know who is responsible for what, and this can create a lot of confusion. At the moment, we're going through a lot of restructuring around here because of the growth. We're growing, and as part of that, we're hitting up on some—it's—we're um, uh, hitting up on some boundary issues because what I used to do, or what Gideon used to do, now we've got other people doing it. And it's like, no, what? hey, what? Who's doing what now? And so that kind of sometimes creates a wee bit of uh, a bit of confusion. And so it's really important uh, to have clear boundaries. And and the thing is, with an organisation, the bigger it gets, you have what's called diffusion of responsibility. Now, this was this phrase was coined after an attack in uh, 19-something or other in New York. There was a lady called Catherine Genovese. I remember her name. Funny that. Um, and she was being attacked. She was stabbed. She was stalked. She was attacked. And it's um, <coughs> documented that a, a minimum of 38 people walked past and, and did not intervene. And psychologists subsequently studied it and they now call it uh, the Genovese Syndrome where when people are in a large group they can tend to think, well, it's not my responsibility, it's somebody else. When we don't take responsibility we can want to shift blame, can't we? And when there is a poor outcome, it's even more likely we want to shift the blame. Well, it wasn't me, it was them. Ever done that? Who's done that? Come on. Is there anybody honest in the house today? Um, We have power over some things, but we don't have power over others. The only person that we can change is who? Great. You're a good team. I like this team. So in human nature, to try and change and fix others so that we can be more comfortable. We, we, we want to we form people in our image, right? And yet that's not a healthy boundary. We can't change or fix anyone, but we do have to, the power to change our own life. Throughout Scripture, people are reminded of their choices that they make and asked to take responsibility for them. For example, Galatians 6-7 says, Make no mistake about it, God will never be mocked. For what you plant will always be the very thing that you harvest. You know, it's the law of reaping and sowing. And then in Romans 8.13, it says, For when you live controlled by the flesh, you are about to die. But if, you, if the life of the Spirit puts to death the corrupt ways of the flesh, we then taste the abundant life. Yeah. Are there decisions or choices you've made that you would rather not take responsibility for? Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing with that? <laughs> We have to own our own choices, even when it's uncomfortable. Sometimes, you know, we can hear words like, uh, they made me. From beginning of time, the woman made me do it. Or I had no choice but that's not usually true and when we do things out of compulsion out of that place we end up bitter and resentful don't we so 2 corinthians says let giving flow from your heart not from a sense of religious duty but let it spring up freely from the joy of giving or because god loves hilarious generosity now this isn't just talking about money this is also talking about how we give of ourselves that we give out of joy not out of compulsion, out of obligation, out of resentment. We can't be generous if we don't have good boundaries because without boundaries, we give out of that obligation and compulsion. For example, I gave the example last week of, of giving of my time and how um, time uh, my, one of my top love languages is, is time, quality time. But I found myself in, in situations in the past where I started to resent time that I, that I chose, willingly chose to give. And then it puts me into a place where I want to hide. And then I start blaming. And then I start resenting the person or the situation, rather than joyfully giving my yes. What would change that resentful yes into a joyful yes in your life? Brené Brown, uh, who I've been listening to quite a bit lately, uh, she's a psychologist, Uh, she talks about a dirty yes. And a dirty yes is, oh, sure, yeah, I'll do that, to your face. And then you walk away, I'm not doing that. Anybody guilty of a dirty yes in here? (laughs) Good for you, you're honest, I like that. In what area is your life lacking boundaries? Or what boundary have you put in place and not kept to? You know, we love to do the whole um, (laughs) New Year's resolutions, kind of a form of boundaries. Now, how many of you have... I kept the resolutions that you made in January. Two people. Three. Can I get an advance on three? (laughs) Four, five. But the majority of us don't, right? It's It's a boundary that we don't keep. How about what exercise you said you would do? The limit you would put on your screen time? What's that looking like now and what is impacting your life? So we need to communicate our boundaries. A boundary that is not communicated is a boundary that is not working. We need to make clear that we want what we want and what we will not tolerate. Yeah, that's okay for us to do that. Some of us need some permission to have those boundaries, I think. We need to also make clear that every boundary violation has a consequence. A boundary without a consequence is nagging. Really? So what are some of the areas that we need to have some look at some boundaries in? And I'm, I've mentioned the cell phone. So technology is one. Who's discovered that you can actually have sleep time? That there is, an, there is a part in your phone that from whatever hour you set to whatever hour you agree to, it will turn off notifications. Who's got that working on their phone? Proud of you. Some of you might, the rest of you might need to discover that. Uh, What about work? What are your challenges at work? Are you able to say no to your boss when you need to? And what about your spouse? When did you last have a date night? Anybody, oh, when did you last have a date night? (laughs) Are there issues here that need addressing? (laughs) And what about family? What about people, you know, helping around the house? Do we have boundaries around there? Or do we have boundaries that are being ignored? (laughs) All the time. (laughs) I've got people in here that, A part of my life, that's absolutely true. And what about friends? What about what time are you giving them? And what about confidentiality? When somebody comes and shares with you, your friend comes and shares with you, do you keep it to yourself? Do you respect their boundary? Or do you think, yeah, I'm going to just, I can't wait to tell somebody that. That's awesome news. I'm so excited. Who can I find to tell? And that telling that other person, what if they have that same boundary issue and then they tell somebody else and then they tell somebody else and next minute the whole church knows something before the person in question knows about it. It happens. Happens quite a lot. Do you have boundaries with your friendships and with confidentiality? What about in ministry? You know, uh, when, again, back in the dark days, this is for my children, <laughs> uh, we were told that the the uh, priorities was God, ministry, family. And so a lot of Particularly, pastors' kids, missionary kids, suffered because of this. So there was a boundary there, but it was an incorrect boundary, it was an incorrect priority. I would like to suggest that it's God first, then our family, and ministry comes after that. What about yourself? Are you creating space to have time to recreate? What do you do that recreates your passion? What does that look like? Does that look like going for a bike ride? For some of you, that's going to be hanging out with people. For some of you, it's going to be walking on top of a mountain. For some of you, it's going to be in the garden. But those boundaries, we need to protect to be healthy. And then what about the area of finances and and health? Are we overeating? Are we overspending? Are we overriding boundaries in those areas? So as we look at creating personal boundaries, there's a few areas that we can look at. One, that we need to be really clear. Make sure you've been thoughtful about the boundary and make sure that you've communicated it. I think a a big problem with boundary crossing is uh, we haven't set expectations. When I lived in Holland, I lived in community and community is always fun for boundary crossing. (laughs) Not. (laughs) One afternoon... Uh, I came back to my room. There was three three people shared a room. And in my school, there was like 50 people from 27 different countries. And I came back to my room and here was one of the older ladies using my roommate's toothbrush to brush her teeth. (laughs) And I'm going like, what are you doing? (laughs) Why are you in our room? Why are you using my roommate's toothbrush? Oh, well, I I, I was walking past and I just thought I need to brush my teeth. (laughs) And I'm going like, you have a room, you have a toothbrush. Why are you using my room and my roommate's toothbrush? Yeah, that was a major gross out. I, I, wonder, I wondered how many times she'd been wandering up and down the corridor and using other people's <laughs> toothbrushes. Well, ah! <laughs> now that's a, that's a boundary violation if ever there was one. But, you know, we can laugh about that. But did we actually say, hey, uh, Trix, um, it's not okay to use my toothbrush. Now, that's kind of an extreme example. But sometimes, you know, there are examples where we haven't actually communicated what the boundary is. And we can make assumptions that people know what the boundaries are because that's what our boundaries are, right? So everybody's the same as us, right? So everybody's going to have the same boundaries as us, right? That thing about food and eating, you know, Jonathan and I are probably on the same page, because Gideon's happy to sort of share his water bottles and toothbrush, not mine, uh, and uh, and other other food things. And Jonathan are, and I are like, no, you don't touch what's on my plate. <laughs> but that's that's our personal boundaries, right? So if you <laughs> we don't share toothbrushes, no. Um, So, how can we communicate more, more effectively? You know, sometimes people get grumpy with us because we haven't actually effectively communicated what's important to us and what is our boundary. And then, what do we do once a boundary is crossed? Because that happens on a daily basis, doesn't it? And so, we need to store up pushbacks. The thing with pushbacks is, you see, if you don't store up pushbacks, which are gentle pushbacks, um, you end up shoving people or throwing bombs. So instead of, why are you using my toothpaste? This is ridiculous. How can you even do that? Um, It's like, uh, could you please not use my toothbrush again? And then if they do it again, what about using my toothbrush is so important to you? (laughs) You can come up with some other questions that that, uh, can help with the the violation of boundaries. If the individual continues to violate the boundary, ask firmly and politely for the behaviour to stop. If the behaviour continues, consider what further action is appropriate to stop the behaviour. And we need to learn how to negotiate. Because actually... Um, sometimes in families and in organisations, what our wants are, don't measure up with, with the wants and needs of other people. And so we need to balance those, uh, those needs. Some lies around boundary setting. Everyone is trustworthy. Trustworthy. Might be in your world, not my world. Trust nobody, my survival is all up to me. That's the other side of it. That's also a lie, isn't it? Three, I'm hopeless, helpless and powerless. I have no power, others have all the power in my life. Is that true? It can feel like that though sometimes, can't it? Until we get language around it. Sometimes we need support in in, uh, pushing back those boundaries. Um, My choices have no consequences is another lie. There's always consequences. And number five, if I love them, then their feelings are my responsibility or I determine other people's moods. Ever felt like that? It's not true. Setting limits is sometimes just the beginning of the problem. Not everyone will respect your boundaries and some people have real trouble respecting other people's boundaries. These people have character issues. they have character issues. Know what's your stuff and what's their stuff. And plan ahead a time how you might handle the disappointment. Know is one of the best boundary setting words in our vocabulary. Boundaries are about what's okay and what's not okay. In Proverbs it says, Poverty and disgrace come to the one who refuses to hear criticism, but the one who is easy to correct is on the path of honour. Having an internalised sense of worth and value is so important in boundary setting. Boundaries are like a property line or a fence with a gate in it that we let stuff in And out. Boundaries are about freedom and self-control in life. In Galatians it says, Beloved ones, God has called us to live a life of freeborn in the Holy Spirit. But don't view the wonderful freedom as an opportunity to set up a base of operations in the natural realm. Freedom means that we become so completely free of self-indulgence that we become servants of one another, expressing love in all we do. But that has to be coming from a pure heart, from a joyful yes, not a resentful yes. Because what happens when we don't have boundaries? We might feel bullied, nagged, disrespected, controlled, abused, Ignored, overwhelmed. Often I I hear about people who have burnt out. Now burnout is a boundary issue. Do you understand that? Burnout is a boundary issue. When we have good, healthy boundaries, it's almost impossible to burn out. Boundaries or burnout. Self-care is not selfishness. God gave us some good boundaries around a number of topics. Ten Commandments are all boundary setting. And there's one in there that uh, we happily ignore and happily like to break on a consistent basis. And I'm one of them. Anybody like to guess which one that is? No. Thank you. The Sabbath. We like to ignore God's intent for us around the Sabbath. We think that we don't need it. We think we know more than God. We think that it's unnecessary or excess to requirements. But Mark, it says, the Sabbath was made for the sake of people and not for people for the Sabbath. You understand that God made it for our benefit. He gave it to us as a blessing and for rest. God respects our boundaries and he asks us to respect his also. How are you doing with keeping the Sabbath? How are you doing with having rest? What boundaries do you need to put into place to ensure that you have that? God is not a rescuer. He does not violate our boundaries and he neither nags us or controls us. So many biblical stories indicate God giving choice to us. And God always gives us that choice, but he also gives the consequences of those choices because there's nothing that we do that has, doesn't have consequences. And sometimes we say yes, but we actually mean no. In Matthew it says, these people honour me only with their words, for their hearts are so very distant from me. They pretend to worship me, but their worship is nothing more than the empty traditions of men. And in Ecclesiastes it says, better not devour than devour and not pay. These are all about authenticity. These are all about integrity. That our heart and our words match up together. Giving our yes authentically, honestly, honestly, realising saying yes also means saying no to something else. Some of us need to practise saying yes and some of us need to practise saying no. It's always fun when uh, people come back from living wisdom. Uh, It's a a two-week school which is teaching, you know, some of this important stuff. And often when people come back Uh, from Living Wisdom, they've heard about boundaries and so they've heard that they can say no. And so they spend quite an amount of time practising saying no for a time. And sometimes we might need to do that. But sometimes our no also is somebody else's yes. And it creates opportunity for others. God does things because He wants to, not out of guilt, shame or manipulation. And sometimes God exercises His boundaries with us by saying no to something we have really wanted to happen. And I think a lot of us have experienced that. Perhaps a no, perhaps a wait. And He exercised this no with His own Son when Jesus asked in the garden for the cup of suffering to be taken from Him. And Jesus accepted God's wishes and submitted to them and became the source of salvation for all mankind because he was able to accept God's no in his life. In Hebrews it says, and having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. God put a boundary also in the garden, he said there would be consequences, and people, Adam and Eve, they violated that boundary and they've suffered the consequences. The consequences were separation from God. But healthy boundaries bring life. Maybe you've crossed a boundary and you feel really bad about it. Or perhaps your boundaries have been crossed. Maybe you feel cut off from God. God wants to heal you and be reconciled. In Romans, it says, there is no one who always does what's right. No, no one. It's right here. No one always does what's right. There is no one with true spiritual insight and there is no one who seeks after God alone. But God makes a way where there isn't a way. So we know we can now boldly come before God's throne and be reconciled with Him. 2 Corinthians says, For He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and He's committed to us the word of reconciliation. Reconciliation. In other words, it was through the Anointed One that God was shepherding the world, not even keeping records of their transgressions. And He has entrusted to us the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. This morning, you may feel there are places you've failed to keep boundaries. There are places you may have failed to respect others' boundaries. But as we come and as we wrap up this this part, We want to celebrate the praises, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has shown us His extravagant mercy. For His fountain of mercy has given us a new life. We are reborn to experience a living, energetic hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And to finish, I just want to read a verse from a song. It's called Living Hope. I don't know if any of you are familiar with it. But it says, How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then, through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, the end is written. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Would you like to stand? Thank You, Lord, that You are the God of boundaries and that You long for us to walk in freedom. You long for us to walk in hope, reconciled to one another, reconciled to You.